This is the Ironside Podcast, number 48, with Tom Dinkelman and me, Brett Kane. Good evening, Tom. What's going on, buddy? Well, this is a really exciting episode. We are joined by my friend and literal superhero, Scott Fishbook. Scott, welcome aboard. Yeah, superhero. Um, yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Well, it's an honor to have you. Uh, for our listeners, you know, Scott and I became friends uh, via the Exit Group, uh, founded by our good friend, Dr. Bennett, who's been on this podcast as well. And Scott was on episode 14 of the Exit podcast, where they discussed Jungian typology, which is what we're going to be talking about today. But in that episode, you, you didn't really get into your background. So when did your interest in this start <laughs> so um so some types struggle with social integration i certainly am one of those types although i wasn't aware of it at the time so a desire for answers as to like why am i broken in this particular way right and then what tool set can i use to navigate this this craziness um and and so initially it was a relief to be like no that's that's how you are as a person um obviously it doesn't solve any of the issues but it certainly does give a little intellectual clarity which is something that ironically or not surprisingly my type enjoys is just having that intellectual clarity uh, uh and then beyond that so so it began with like an individual interest um, and then it moved into why is my significant other doing this thing that I don't understand? All right. So, so can I use this system that I learned to figure out me to apply in this situation as well? And then it just moved out from there. And now it's, it's connecting with hundreds and hundreds of people and, and figuring out how we all interact together. I love it, man. And and I think it, it it's obviously been popularized recently, especially, you know, like the Myers-Briggs, 16 personalities, that that whole thing. But you you take it to a new level. And you know, you and, and Tom and I were talking offline and already you're just you know, sharing stories, you're able to to type people. And that the reason I said you're a literal superhero is it, it's like you have x-ray vision and even people who don't want to be typed, you know, you, you can, you can tell, uh, and, and how has that helped you in your daily interactions? How has that improved your social interactions and, and, uh, professionally and personally? So it helps because you know what to expect right you know what's realistic about making a request of someone um and you can sort of plan ahead like imagine if you're asking your five-year-old to babysit or something like that if you have like a fan like that that's a challenging expectation for a five-year-old um if you ask a 12-year-old to babysit that, that might be more doable especially if they're socially oriented and uh, have high attention to detail and they'll do a great job uh some people are never going to be good at babysitting uh just because that's not what they're good at and they probably don't have interest so what are we doing when we're typing a person we're thinking this person won't be good at a desk job 
because they want to be moving and they want to be engaged in their environment. So if we put them in that situation, they'll be very unhappy. They'll feel unfulfilled. They'll feel like they're not using their potential and they're going to hurt and they're not going to know why. Uh, and then you extend this to all of the different ways that people see the world through their own particular lens. And then you begin to understand our differences and our similarities and how, yeah, it, we're not just apes walking around. We're these really unique um, like people and in, in a very real way, like, like cars on a highway, you've got semi trucks, you've got motorcycles, you've got Jeeps, you've got SUVs, you've got minivans and they're all cars, um, but they all do things a little bit differently and have different purposes and and uh and people fit into that framework as well so curiosity when you when you look at your personality where do you fall in and how does that relate uh to to understanding yourself your normal life I and mean, how it, how it all applies yeah so so um at this point so so intps were not a starter type and i'm trying to start or continue developing a business and I don't have this initiation movement energy. And so I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm like, Scott, you know, all this stuff, you know, all the theory, why can't you do this thing? And then, and then I have the answer. It's because you naturally are not good at it. Um, and yet there's this sort of, um, right. You need to be the guy that's all the things. And when I have, it's, it's so interesting I need someone like me to be like, Scott, that's, that's not how any of this works. I've had this conversation with people. It's like, um, especially the, the ENFPs were like, I am everything and can be everything. And it's like, well, like you just really like people a lot. You, you've immediately like reduced your domain of interest to a finite category. Uh, and so I'm, I, I have the same challenges. So I'm, I'm watching my weaknesses and I'm be like, you shouldn't have these. You have all the tools um figure figure it out uh and so that's um so it's less so it's sort of more uh i i have to say kind of self-flagellating or deprecating <laughs> like uh then <laughs> at this point right at this point now that i know it as well and and still having challenges arise uh and ultimately I'm having to use some of my other tools, like, um, so I'm good at analysis and I'm good at idea generation, but, you know, developing relationships and following social norms, uh, that's, that's, a, that's a harder point for INTPs. And so they have to deliberately schedule it and work on it. And I'm no different. I'm just this, like, I have to follow that same, um, process. If I worked with someone of my type, this is what I would suggest. Uh, and so it's just following my own advice. So now I go to Toastmasters every, every week so that I can just start talking in front of people. Um, and, and, you know, and this is, this is an outcropping of that as well, right? Like a scheduled social sort of thing. Uh, does that, I mean, that was a lot of uh, content, but did that answer your question? It, it does. I, I'm curious when you say, uh, I mean, because I don't think everybody knows when you say uh, INTP or ENTJ or what those mean. 
Yeah. So, um, so everyone has uh, lenses. Uh, think about wearing like pink glasses or green glasses. When you put those on, you're still seeing the same world, but it's a little different. Uh, and so imagine that those lenses are just like ways that your brain works, ways, ways that your mind works. They're just ways that you use your consciousness. And so there's, there's four primary functions. So there's thinking, feeling, sensing, and intuiting. And then there's a further breakdown into introversion and extroversion for each of those functions. So essentially saying there is sensing outside and there is sensing inside and there is feeling outside and feeling inside. And so just a short breakdown of what those mean is we have thinking, which is questions of fact, questions of truth. What is the temperature outside? It's 70 degrees, fact. Uh, now, is that a good day? That's a question of value. That's a question of feeling. Do I like this temperature? That's a different question. Um, and that's, that's a question of value. For, so that would be feeling. And then we go to sensing. And that's what is physically happening? What am I taking in through my senses, through my sight, through my, my, my smell, my taste? Uh, what are people doing physically around me? Uh, think of a sports team and throwing and knowing where everyone is on the field. And then on the, on the flip side of that, it's what have people done? What have people accomplished in it? Like, what have people built? Um, what, are the, what are the traditions of things that people have done in the past? And then we've got intuiting, which is abstractions. So, so with sensing, it's like, this is a basketball uh, and I can dribble it. Whereas intuiting, it's, this is the game of basketball. It's a broad concept that includes a lot of different elements, all of which you could see. But when we talk about basketball, it includes this massive category of ideas. Uh, and so that's intuitive. So intuitive is concepts, uh, principles, possibilities, uh, and it's future oriented. So sensing is present and past. Uh, intuition is the future. So where is society going? Where, what do the people around me want? Uh, what do I want uh, in, in this future direction? Uh, and then, yeah, and again, so if, if, if you guys like, we can do a short breakdown of introversion versus extroversion, but I understand that's a big info dump and, and for the purposes of the call, it may not um, be the, yeah, so you guys can take your pick. Yeah, oh, totally. I'd like to learn. So. Yeah, 100%. This, this is awesome. Right. It's a good uh, refresher, too, since you and I had, had spoken previously. This is awesome. I, like I said, I could okay. listen to you all day. You'd go for it. Uh, all right. So we talked about questions of fact, thinking, temperature outside is 70 degrees. Um, the earth, well, although this is in contention, the earth is a sphere. Uh, Right, so that's that's the domain of true false, uh, and it's 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 battling of ideas. So we've got two versions of that. We've got extroverted thinking, and we have introverted thinking. 
extroverted thinking is not going to prioritize um, your original idea. It's going to say, look, I want to know what everybody else thinks about this question that I have. So I'm going to sit down. I'm going to call eight friends. I'm going to listen to what they say. I'm going to more highly value the people that have a greater experience in the field. I'm going to, and then I'm going to listen. To, so think of a boardroom. We've got your board of advisors. You throw out this question. You listen to all of their feedback, all their thinking. Uh, and you're like, that one, this is what we're doing, right? So it's, it's listening to the tribe logic and then selecting um, the most salient or the best piece of info. That's what extroverted thinking does. So and then you have out of curiosity, is that best piece of thinking, is that based off of personal experience? Is that based off of, you know, the facts that you see based off the value that you weigh on that, per, on that person's opinion? So that depends on the functional stack. So, so you might prioritize any and all of the things that you talked about in making that uh, designation. So for instance, and I, because I, we can get deep in all of these, but for instance, in ENTJ, they're gonna be using introverted intuition in addition to extroverted thinking, and they're gonna be using introverted feeling and extroverted sensing. So what does that mean? It means, with NI in, in the second stack, and we're skipping ahead, uh, what do I want? Sorry. What is my personal vision? No, no, it, it's, it's all good. Uh, so, but, but this is a good example um, of how someone might use it. Uh, so, so they'll have this idea of what I want to accomplish, and then they're going to select the idea that will allow them to accomplish that idea. Right, so this is why they're archetypally associated with the CEO, right? They're like, I wanna to listen to my crew and then I wanna select and we're gonna go, right? Cause I'm SE child and I wanna do, let's do, let's go. Um, and then at the bottom, you've got FI, how I feel about it, but it's so low that it's not gonna have a strong sway most of the time on decision-making, at least for the ENTJ. So that's one of the TE dominant types, but TE in general, and when I say TE, I mean extrovert thinking. So that's, does that, does that make sense? Oh yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, totally. And I, I'm trying to, and you talked a lot about the uh, ENFP and, and everything with, uh, with Dr. Bennett. And so I, I'm, trying to figure out because I'm ENFJ and I don't really know everything that that entails, but I'm trying to, to, you know, figure it out as, as we go. So I'll have some, some personal questions for you later, but yeah. I probably uh, should be taking notes. That's what I probably <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I've got, I got a notepad right here. Um, <laughs> okay. So that makes sense with the extroverted thinking and then, yeah. so, and how about for the introverted thinking, what does that look like? Yeah, so so that's that's what I use. So um, it can be insular. It can be um, so it's um, it can be uh, so it's not super concerned with what everyone else thinks. So if there's this broad trend of ideation that's generally accepted, the introverted thinker will just say, "Well, does it make sense to me?" And if it doesn't, then it then I don't use it. Um, and so this uh, has a tendency to produce novel thinking 
um, but it's usually not as efficient um, because you're not taking in a multiplicity of opinions. So you only have yourself to sort of parse through this, this data. So it's not a team of programmers, it's just you. Um, and, and so you're going to be, let, let's take that boardroom example, but instead of a boardroom, it's a big line of people and each one's coming up to you one at a time. And you're saying, no, that doesn't make sense. Yes, that makes sense. And so it's a, it's a slower and it's a more personal um, process. Yeah. Uh, and then extroverted feeling is the same thing as extroverted thinking, except instead of asking questions of fact to the tribe, you're asking questions of value. So these are the people that are like, so this is an ENFJ, for instance. Um, so this is gonna be asking the question, hey, is everyone good? Are we all good? Are we having fun? Um, are, like it's pinging the, the tribe to check the social temperature. Um, do we like this? Is this fun? Is this interesting? Like, how are we all feeling? And so they're going to be pinging that, that dimension regularly. So, so they're going to source ethics and moral decisions from listening to a group of people. So does that same person have, a, is it difficult for them when they're in an uncomfortable situation? Where the, where in an harmony? emotional way, yeah. Okay. So, so they will feel, if, if a bunch of people, for instance, if a bunch of people are sad, they're going to be picking up on all that sadness and they're going to be like, 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 how do we fix this? And, and, you know, if it's a funeral, they're probably not going to fix it. Probably going to be, that would be socially inappropriate um, to try to make everybody happy. Um, or maybe they'd say something clever that, that sort of lifted people's spirits. Uh, but it, it would, it would matter the context, but generally speaking, absolutely. They would feel it that's what they're sure. dialed into that guy came in and he's feeling sad let's warm him up let's right so it's just attention to the the emotional feels of okay. all the people outside of you but i want to go back to the uh the boardroom versus the kind of the line of people because I, I find that really interesting because uh, i got accused a few different times of not taking other people's opinions and only deciding on what I wanted to do. And mm. I made the comment of, well, just a second. I said, you don't know all the opinions that I've taken. Cause I'd be told, would somebody give you their, their opinion and you just, you'd ask for it and then not take it. I, but my argument was, well, I've asked a group of people and then I've asked a bunch of different people individually. And then I took somebody's advice because it felt like it aligned properly, but yet I was accused of not taking anybody's advice because of that yeah so so that was so they were wrong um <laughs> <laughs> right like if if you're telling the truth right now you listen yeah. and and yeah so their lack of awareness so essentially that you uh, i guess they felt that the choice you made on some level didn't line up with something that they expected or they planned on Maybe they felt that your um, approach was domineering. Maybe they felt mm -hmm. that it was uh, impersonal, which is um, pretty common with with a TE dominant, right? Because they don't use FE, uh, and so just I, I would suspect in that case they they either had a different social vision, like that. That sounds like like 
it probably just means someone else had a vision that wasn't the same as yours and then you chose something that they wouldn't have chosen and then they're okay. like the right opinion was the one that i would have shared with you and you didn't go with that and how could okay. you uh I, I just i just found it interesting more than anything is that uh that you brought up that specific scenario and i, I i've thought about that scenario before yeah yeah um that's that's going to be pretty pretty common um especially with entjs so <clears throat> and and uh so we did a little pre-conversation typing and um i thought that uh Tom might be an entp after talking to him for like five minutes and then uh but i i think i think we're very safe in the entj category okay. <laughs> um yeah like it's <laughs> the things you were saying are not the things that um like it's it's dead on uh okay. so uh and and the challenges you're bringing up are very indicative of um entj struggles and i have a couple i have a lot of i get along well um with te dom i'm around entjs pretty regularly is probably the the short of it um okay so we we talked about extroverted thinking introverted thinking um extroverted feeling which would be brett um uh, introverted feeling uh is the internal version of that tribe ping so i'm not worried if i'm an introverted feeler how everyone else has decided what is good or bad i will select for myself all the time what i like or dislike the people that i i feel are good people or bad people i'm not going to I'm not going to hear from 50 people how amazing a person is. I'm going to decide for myself if that's a good person. Um, it's it's the uh, it's the one by one version of the emotional boardroom, uh, and so I'm going to. And then so so the other day I was with uh, he he was an INFP, um, and he was talking about this anime show that he loved. And everybody in the group was like, no, we don't really like that. He's like, well, I like it. I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, we know who we're talking to. So, so just not connected at all to like, and, and then he starts talking about it even after everyone had said <laughs> they didn't like it. Um, and so for an FE user, you're just like, what are you doing? And an FI, that's not, they're just, I love it. And we're going to talk about it because it's the thing that I like. Um, and uh, you know interestingly enough i also found um so so we start i didn't know what anime he was talking about but i was like oh you like anime okay well here's some cool stuff that i've like some every now and then i'll find an interesting animated thing uh not super into that field but like there's a couple that i like and so you know there's an exchange right because i'm fe and so i'm like oh you like this and then i use extrovert intuition which is let me give you options right so I'm like, oh, you like this? Well, have you tried this? Um, and uh, and so, but but everyone else didn't want to talk to him, uh, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, and and so that's FI, right? Like uh, like there's a there's an INFP in uh, in exit group. I don't know if you guys have talked about exit group. I assume you have because because uh, Bennett's been on the podcast, uh, and he likes talking about um old uh russian uh military conquests and that's his thing and he loves it 
and uh and that's what he's gonna write about and we could have a conversation of that's not super popular and it doesn't matter because he's fi and that's the thing that he likes and uh and so it's it's really interesting um so fi and i say fi is interesting because i'm an fe user and it's always this how how do you do that um and that's 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 usually what connects people a lot of the time is people having the opposite function that they usually use. Uh, and then it can be this sort of, how do you do that kind of experience, sort of like awe-inspiring. Um, all right, moving into it, we've got extrovert intuition, which I alluded to a little bit, which is um, possibility generation. So it's, we have this point right here and then we're going to explode out with, with options. So, so, um, so when I was talking earlier about um, the cars, I came up with a whole bunch of options pretty quickly, um, just off the fly. Like, oh, motorcycle, a semi, semi truck. So it's taking a concept and then moving quickly in multiple directions um it's possibility generation and it's oriented outside so it's looking to pick up from the tribe what everybody else wants what do you want what do you want what do you want and then let me provide that for you uh and so it's it's aiming to be sort of um the the word so so desirable sounds romantic um which is why i'm sort of reticent to use it but like they do want to be like desirable, right? Like, so they want to be wanted. So how can I be wanted? By giving the right options to the right people. And then I'll become this source of option generation that's beneficial. So think of uh, um, extrovert intuition is the branches of a tree that go out in all these different directions. And introverted intuition on the other side is the root of that tree. So, so in the same way we can have this multiplicity of intellectual concepts, we can have this distillation. So, so to make it a little more concrete, I was talking about all these different cars um, and vehicles. What's the distillation? You could say it's transportation. Uh, that's what groups all of those things. So NI is going to be taking all of these concepts and selecting the core element that they're like, that's the one. Um, and so it's, uh, and whereas extrovert intuition is externally focused, introverted intuition is like, what am I distilling? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna take in all these options. I'm gonna select, right? Like, what do I want? Uh, I, I want a lot of money. Okay, well, how do I get there? Now I'm gonna go, because that's what I want. Um, what do I want? I want a family. So how do I get there? Like, I'm gonna grab this person and we're gonna, we're gonna make a family. Um, and that sounds kind of, um, I don't know, maybe cynical or, um, but, but that's, what, that's what NI is doing is I will move methodically toward like a sniper rifle, right? I am looking ahead in this future sense sometimes very, very distant, depending on the strength of introverted intuition and the personality type, sometimes 20 or 30 years down the line, and I'm going to get there and I'm going to shoot at it. Um, so it's trading this future vision for present awareness. Um, 
So let's hop into sensing. So, so think about how it, well, again, this is, I don't know what your audience is, but like the sniper rifle gets attacked from the sides, right? If they're not right, because they're zeroing in on their target. So things can happen um, to the sides. And that's what often happens to strong introverted intuition use is they're surprised by the day to day. It's this annoying thing that's interrupting their, their future vision. Um, and that's the domain of sensing. So extroverted sensing is like in a military, I guess, operation, um, who's next to me, who's coming up on me while I'm zeroing in three miles away uh, on this target that I'm trying to take down. Uh, and so extroverted sensing is putting that sniper rifle down immediately. And, uh, and man, this is kind of brutal, but I mean, here we are like pulling out that knife like getting like physical and ready to engage with the people that are right next to you, literally right next to you. Um, so no more, no more future scope. Um, it's, it's the now. Um, so these are the people that are going to be into, so extroverted sensing is what is everybody else doing? What's, what's happening around me? Um, are the trees moving weird? Is the car tilting in a strange way? Is the baby crying? Um, is is the uh, guest at the uh, restaurant's uh, glass half full? Do I need to go fill it? Um, it's attending to the moment completely. So uh, it's it's um, looking at is that person's uh, shirt torn? Um, is that person's face somber? Does he look aggressive? Does he look acquiescent? Is he a threat? Um, is he a nice person? Is she like attract, like it's it's taking in all of this sensory detail. Is, is the food delicious? Um, and then it's asking the question, am I giving a good experience to these people, right? So am I giving, a, is this a good party? Am, are we having a good time? Uh, so, so the ENFJ uses extroverted sensing. So they often like planning parties, um, being hosts of social events, uh, and they want to give people a great experience because they use extroverted sensing. Now on the flip side, we have introverted sensing, which is, I want to have a good experience. Um, I want to be comfortable. I want to be made comfortable. Uh, I like to be hosted. I like to be invited. Um, and then I want to do things the way that I've done them. Uh, so it's this subjective physical experience. So you're no longer looking outside to what everyone else is doing. You're very aware of what you're doing. What is your personal routine? Um, when do you wake up? Uh, what makes your body feel good? Do you need to drink a glass of water? An introverted sensor is going to know that they need to drink a glass of water because they're attuned to their body. Um, they're going to know, they're not going to, it's going to be harder for them to ignore their joints when they hurt. They might mention it to people, share their, uh, share their owies, like, oh, you know, I'm so sick. And then the extrovert sensor is like, oh, I'm so sorry that you're sick. How can we make you more comfortable? And then the SI user is like, yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's, that's kind of how that works. And then also it's, again, that, that sort of linked to the past, like what has been done? What is the recipe? Um, what is the standard operating procedure? What is the protocol? 
right? So the higher up introverted sensing is, the more important these things are. We can avoid the chaos of the future, right? Because we're sensing and we're not happy about this future weirdness. Um, we can avoid that if we're very, very structured and careful. Um, and so we need to we need to make the HOA guidelines so tight that no one can break a rule, right? And that's usually the ESTJs um, that, that are making all the standard rules and such. Um, but yeah, so um, I mean, so returning to the original theme, we have these lenses. We talked about eight of them. Uh, and that's all of them, uh, according to this theory. And some people love wearing one uh, and they wear it all the time. Uh, and that's the, the dominant function. And then got all the way down your preference for each and every one of those eight. Uh, and one's at the top and one's at the bottom. And then your life unfolds in a way that makes sense and is predictable because look at where these things are and what's coming at you and what can you handle and what what is difficult and it's it's predictable you can sort of take it from there i love that can and you know it's so funny because i was thinking about this and you know i i think like you talked with dr bennett some people are think oh yeah it's cool but they they're kind of dismissive of this and you know, it'd be easy to fall into confirmation bias. But what I love about this, as opposed to what it often gets compared to is, oh, it's astronomy for guys, you know, or astrology uh, for guys. Um, but, but the difference, and I think it's so cool is like, you know, you look at astrology, oh, when was this person born? And, and I've got friends that are really into astrology, so I'm not trying to diss on that, but you know, oh, this is when this person is born. So they're this, but it seems like for types, it, like you couldn't look at a baby and type them, you know, like when they come out of the womb, presumably um, it's all these other things. Like I have known I've ENFJ for a while now, but I didn't really know what that means. And I, I looked it up right before and it said, though they're at home, they're usually writers. I'm like, oh yeah, I write, you know, I write books. And, and so then it's like after the fact that I see this and you're talking about, you know, making sure everyone's like having a good time. And it, it bothers me like when friends of mine are fighting and I try and like be a peacemaker, you know, so it's all these things. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is actually legit. Um, do, before we get into like the hero function and, and the parent function, uh, do you have any stories from your own life where, you know, this has helped you or a person to understand where someone else is coming from or, you know, helping someone navigate a difficult time in their life? I mean, yeah. Um, so, so I had a ISFJ client. So that introverted sensing, make me comfortable, let me do what I've always done. So that's, that's their dominant function. Um, and, and they have extrovert intuition at the bottom of, um, their main stack, which means introvert intuition is the absolute least obvious part of what they can do. And so she was in a place where she needed to decide for herself what she wanted. And this is the type that just can't do that. 
and I'm not saying they can't, but it's it's so 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 hard. Um, and she she was really upset. Um, she felt stuck. She'd been in the same job for three years. Um, no one had scooped her up and taken her with them, um, which is ISFJs tend to be sort of more supportive in the roles that they take. And, you know, that hadn't gotten her right, which means they'll attach to people that are like, we're going here, let's go. And that didn't happen. Um, and so uh, what I what I didn't do was give her a bunch of theory, right? Because that's as concrete as it gets, SI dominant. And um, and in the past, I've, uh, I've discovered that if you try to teach them all the theory, it just won't work. It will, it'll be an ineffective conversation. Um, not that they're not smart, just that's not the way that their mind is wired. And, and so what we did was, is, um, I let her process things at her pace, right? Cause she's a TI user, uh, and which is, what do I think? Um, and like knowing the power of scheduling and the relief that that provides for an SI dominant, my first thought was we need to make a perfectly structured schedule <laughs> and then you can tweak it right because you'll know what's comfortable to you but let's start by making it together and so we made that and then um you know we stretched extrovert intuition right because that's her fourth function which is weak and nervous and like uh and so like we took elements of her life that she was already doing and we just made them a little bit different just just slightly different um and just knowing that it was only a little bit different uh made it feel safe and reliable and it also got her out of bed right because this overwhelming complexity of the infinite future was just crashing down on her and it was awful um and and so the the schedule sort of alleviated a little bit of that by the way this is not what i would do with almost any other type um, the approach would be very different. And so, so she started doing that. Um, she started looking at LinkedIn, just looking. Uh, and then, and then, you know, after a little while applying, uh, um, and then after a little while interviewing, um, and then we geared it towards what she was good at, which is SI, which is, I remember I'm FE parent and I'm responsible for how everyone's feeling. So what am I going to be good at is remembering names, um, making sure that people feel cared about. So, you know, we, um, we, I offered that, you know, working in real estate might be helpful, like to support a real estate agent um, or, you know, working, volunteering at church um, and that can create new. So essentially um, now she's a, like a working for a real estate broker, answering the phones and then, and then slowly developing the skill set that that might make her a great realtor uh, down the line, um, and and she's yeah she's in a much better place, which makes me feel good, uh, and and so yeah so that's that's one that's one example, um, and that's that's an ISFJ, yeah. Out of curiosity, are these fluid? I mean, you find that in people's times in their lives as they've gotten older, as they've matured. That they've fallen into different categories or they kind of stick with the same uh first kind of that baseline 
Yeah. Um, okay. So this is this is interesting. Um, so the answer is there there there's fluidity, but like it's you still have your core, right? So so think about let's let's go with that vehicle analogy. Um, let's say it's a minivan, uh, and they want to go off roading, so they're gonna put on some Jeep tires. Maybe they're gonna open up that wheel well and they're gonna put those on, and it's gonna be a minivan. And they're going to know how to off-road. Uh, so as people age, they develop down that functional stack. Uh, so, so like for me, when, it, when I'm trying to be socially connected and expressive and, and warm, that's, that's an INTP moving in this different way. Uh, and, then, and then you have, so, so the general trends are predictable. The general trends are predictable, but people are different um and and no no one is exactly the same right because circumstance will disallow you from using only your main tools right so so maybe maybe brett grew up with a bunch of really aggressive stps that would beat him up all the time so he had to figure out how to fight people at the age of six or whatever it is and then you move that way as as this sweetheart enfj but like you can throw a punch. Um, and then, so that dimension or, or maybe an ENTJ and you were just around really feely people all of your life. So you had to figure out how to navigate that space even though you would naturally not. Uh, and so this, um, and, and so you have this emotional depth uh, and maybe you pursue acting as an ENTJ which a few ENTJs are actors but that's not common, uh, but like you could. Um, and so as people develop, they usually move down their functional stack. So you'll start with your hero and then you'll develop your, your parent function. That, that's number two, uh, and then your third, and then your fourth. That's the predictable movement as you age. So you'll, you'll find that the old INTPs are soft and kind of nice. Um, and the young ones are just the, these little analytical robots <laughs> that are walking around talking about their weird fantasy books. Um, and then, uh, and, and so, yeah, so we, we, you grow and develop. So in that way, you have this, this uh, flexible frame with which to move around it. Um, but but um, I suppose that you, you don't become another type. Uh, and I think that's the, the salient piece is that you don't like, uh, like I met this INTP uh, and he's like, I'm an INFJ and sometimes I'm an INTP. And I'm like, mm. and, and the only reason I say that is it's like, that's, that's like um, your, your, uh, your make and model doesn't shift, but the, the things that you do with your vehicle they do change and they absolutely do. Um, and, uh, and so I think, I guess that's how I would answer that. So basically it's, it's almost like having a playbook or a game plan and you know where you're going with that game, but periodically you got to veer off and, and maybe run a different play, but you always end up back that play, that, that game plan. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's easy. It's easy and it's natural. 
So, so people tend not, and, and like this would move into the, those four functions that you're not aware of. So you've got the four on the top. So you've got, well, I won't, I won't get into all the details, but you've got half of that eight that you use and you kind of know about, but you've got these four that you just don't see and that are harder to capture and understand. Sometimes you have to use those four in your life and it's always traumatic and it's always hard and it's always difficult and frustrating. And then you learn this thing and then you're like, okay, I'm going to take this gem out of the dragon's hoard that I had to like be really careful about getting. And I'm going to, or, or, you know, you conquered the dragon and you got the gem, you know, however you want to analogize it. Um, but either way, you're, you're coming back scarred and broken with this new um, uh, richness, uh, completeness. And then you bring that to your house and then you stay at your house because um, you're like, okay. But now it's a, it's, it's a house that's um, more, I don't know, like more, I don't know, however you want to describe adding. I made up that analogy. <laughs> I don't know that it necessarily is the perfect one for this scenario, but um, you don't live in the dragon cave, right? You live at your house, but you go to the dragon cave when it's time to conquer and, and see who you are and test yourself. I think that's um, a good analogy. I, I like that a lot. I, I want to ask, you know, so we, we've mentioned this uh, function stack. So if I remember correctly, we've got you know, the hero, uh, parent, child, inferior, correct? Yeah. yeah. So, and, mm -hmm. oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, so hero function is your top one. So, so these are the glasses. These are the lenses. You love them. Oh, these are the best. I barely take them off. Um, I wear these blue glasses all the time. They're my glasses. Uh, and I love them. And it's like breathing. Like, I don't have to think about it. Like, when, when are you thinking about breathing? Like, you, you don't. And, and at, for most adults, you don't really think about walking. So you could analogize it to walking. You just do it. You don't think about where's my foot going. You just walk. Um, so this is your hero function. Um, this is the one that's the easiest for you. You use it all the time. And you're good at it. You're good at doing it too. Uh, you move down to the parent function. This is, uh, I'm good at it, but I holster it. And I take it out and I put it back. So if, if you're a woman, it's, it's that it's the wallet in your purse. Uh, and then maybe for the guy, it'll sound it's, it's that gun in the holster, right? I know how to use this. I got the training, but I'm not going to be walking around with the gun. Um, I'm going to put it back where it belongs, but like when it's out, I know how to use it. I know what to do with it. Right. So, um, and, and I'm careful and cautious with it. So so let's say, um, ju just for example, so we got TI Hero, so me. Um, I'm going to tell people what I think all the time. I'm going to have a strong sense of what I think. If someone asks me what I think when I'm exhausted, it's not actually going to be too difficult to summon up the thinking energy because I'm like, oh, that's the thing that I'm good at. Thank you for asking me what I think. Even though I ran 10 miles, like I can still summon the, the thinking energy. Um, extroverted intuition parent slot so that's possibility generation but as i said you pull it out you're careful with it 
you, you might be gifted with it, but you're cautious. So what does that look like with extrovert intuition? It means I'm going to be looking at what people want and I'm going to be saying something along the lines of, well, okay, I see where you're headed. Like some of the things that you're doing don't make sense. Uh, so just don't be dumb about it, right? Like, like follow your court. Um, and here's a few options, but I, I, I just want you to get where you're going. And some of the things that you're doing don't fit in to your, your that trajectory that that I think that you're you're looking towards. So it's this like careful, careful profit. Um, and then moving down, we have the child function, which is you you think that you're good at it, you're sort of naive about it. Uh, you're not super responsible. Think of a child, right? That's why that's called the child function. Like they're, yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go play in the snow. Oh, I didn't wear a coat. Oh, I'm freezing. Oh no. Like, so, so that's, and, and the reason I bring that up is it's introverted sensing child is like your comfort zone, um, SI. So it's this uh, like, let's eat um, Doritos. Let's, uh, let's sit in bed when you're tired all day because you're tired and you, you want to be comfy and that's important for, for introverted sensing child. Uh, and, and other people be like, Scott, you got stuff to do. Like, what are you doing? And it's like, no, no, my body. And I, I need to be comfortable. Uh, and so it's this sort of naive um, uh, space. And then you put any function there and it has that quality. Uh, and then you move it down to the fourth. So everyone will have one of these. And this is one uh, where you know you're bad at it uh, for the most part just because you've had experiences with it and you're like, okay, this is not my gift. Uh, and the only time you use it usually is when all of the other ones have failed. So, so an example of this that, that I'll give in my, my usual presentation is I had a friend uh, who lost a loved one. And this is early on in my life. So I hadn't had experience with people that were grieving and and I, I saw them. And, and so just if we're walking through that functional stack, what does TI do? Questions of fact, right? So this isn't what I did, right? But if, if I walked into it, I could have said something like, you know, other people in your family aren't dead. Uh, you know, um, you're also alive, right? Like facts, um, so inappropriate. Don't say that. Right. But like if I had walked in with T.I., I could have just handed, you know, it's 70 degrees or like, you know, whatever it is. That's not what you use in that situation. Um, extrovert intuition parent is going to be like, well, what does this person want? What does this person want? And at the moment, uh, she was crying a lot. She was really sad. She's not giving me the information. Um, so I, I can't use that one. Boom, gone. S.I. says, what have you done in the past? uh what makes you comfortable and and in this case it wasn't what like that's not going to answer because it's she's the one having the difficulty and also i haven't experienced this personally so that's out so we're way down in my functional stack to solve this problem and it's the right tool which is fe which is you feel this way 
let me help you feel better. Um, and so ultimately, I just sat down next to her and patted her back. And I, it was, I was not like ENFJ level. Oh, it was like, like, <laughs> and I did the right thing. And I know, and, and, and she thanked me and was glad that um, I was, but like, ultimately that's, that's kind of how that works. That's like a little window into what a type might look like knocking out all of the non-effective functions. And then finally finding that inferior function and and it it uh and also the way that it feels is sort of nervous um like uh like think about you know someone that's that's nervous about getting on that skateboard because it might slide out and then they're like like that's sort of the sensation that that function has for everyone whatever it happens to be so it it's uh, anxiety producing. There's a little bit of nervousness associated with it and lots of growth, lots of growth in that area. So a couple questions. First, how do you determine what those are? And uh, kind of along the same ones that I asked before, can you take a parent function and turn it into a hero function? Um, hmm. So... That's a, a good question. Uh, the short answer is, well, if we're going by the, the owner manual theory, you just get better at the function, but ultimately it will still maintain the same attitude. So one doesn't sort take of cognitive priority. Say that so one wouldn't take another over. Um, you might become more situationally capable with the, especially the two in the middle. Because uh, so the parent versus the child, um, it's rare that you, the FE, like in my example, it's rare that the FE is going to dominate my life just because it's so low and so challenging. But those two in the middle, you can kind of you can kind of flip them in terms of personal priority. So uh, so like, for instance, an ENTJ, I, I've met ENTJs that decided to run restaurants right? Gordon Ramsay, ENTJ. What's he doing? He's giving people a good experience all the time. So SE focused ENTJ uh, and, and they're sort of aligned, but eating is a sensory experience for sure. Uh, and, and so I would imagine Gordon Ramsay, who is an ENTJ, is one of those types that has really, really, really worked on extroverted sensing and presentation and correct execution of that um, S sensing dimension. Uh, so when you see them sort of take that, uh, but, but that said, uh, each of these has a sort of attitude. So hero is optimistic, parent is sort of like, like um, uh, cautious cautious is a better word and responsible child is um optimistic as well kind of naive right but but with gordon ramsay there's nothing naive about that presentation like his food looks awesome and everybody likes it and so he he does really really well and you know just reality speaks for itself uh but fi fi and gordon ramsay like, how often do you see him being a big sweetheart to people? Hmm? 
like you do not <laughs> he uh <laughs> although ENTJs tend to have a few people that they love a lot and when you see him with his kids he's a different person um absolutely I mean he's still him right but like you can be like oh this is FI like this I love you Gordon Ramsay this is like this is my tender sweet kid uh and and so that's where you'll find but is he living and swimming in that realm all the time uh i i mean <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> you know uh, and so that, that's an example of what we're talking about yeah and when i and obviously you know much more than me so correct me if I'm wrong, but when Tom, you asked that, what I was thinking is like, I'm, I'm right-handed like that. That's, that's my hero function. I'm, I'm always going to be right-handed, but you know, I shoot a basketball left-handed. I shoot a bow left-handed, you know, and, and it's like these things and I'm not particularly good at archery or basketball, but I can do them and I do them better with my left hand. So that might be like a parent child function. Yeah. Um, is, is that a, a reasonable example, Scott? Yeah. 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 It's great. Cool. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, I, what I was wondering, so, uh, for you, TI is your hero quality or function, correct? Yeah. yeah. And then for me, that's my inferior function. So right. what, what does uh, TI look like? in an inferior function. Yeah, so it's a deprioritization of what you think in terms of how it affects the social milieu. So yeah, I actually researched this like, so this is an ENFJ speaking. I know this topic, I researched the crap out of it because I'm insecure about being told that I'm dumb. Um, so I knew this start to finish. Am I going to talk about it? Unless, unless it's essential, I probably won't. Um, but if I do, I know all the stuff. Um, and uh, so, so I had an ENFJ buddy and he would have, he was, he's a smart guy. Um, uh, uh, data science, he, he, he works for um, some, uh, it's not Raytheon, it's some uh, government astrophysics department. Um, and, and he's accounting programmatically for the, uh, the positions of different stars and asteroids um, and, and predicting different um, stuff. And uh, smart, right? What are we talking about on the phone? It's not a, <laughs> like we are not talking about all the things that he's smart about. And when we do, it's because he feels that he is being a jerk to people by sharing his opinions that he feels very strongly about. So he's like, so he's like, Scott, my girlfriend said this thing that didn't make any sense. And I, and like, what, what's, what's the conversation for parsing it? I feel bad about the thing, but like, it's, it's accurate, right? TI inferior. I know it's true, but like, I can't, I, I, I hate it because I'm not allowed to say it because it makes people feel bad. Um, and so that, that tends to be how it unfolds. So it's not that he is stupid. It's just that the expression of his thoughts are deprioritized in comparison to the emotional impact that they have on the people around them. 
So they tend to only express what they think when they're mad. <laughs> and then and then you'll know. And then you'll know what they think. And they're going to be in your face because they're using SC. They're going to use their lower functions, right? Hey, I'm going to wake you up. What you're doing is stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Like they'll be in like the ENFJs are perfectly capable of being assertive. They just don't do it often <laughs> in that way, right? They'll be assertive about sharing how much like how cool you are hey man like that's also sc but like when will they use that ti when they're in that like sort when all the tools have failed um and so uh yeah like usually it's when they're upset um in my experience or frustrated you know i love that, that that's awesome thank you for for explaining that yeah what about, uh, you know, so we've kind of touched on hero, parent, child, inferior, and then we've got, you know, the the shadow, we've got nemesis, critic, uh, trickster, and demon. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So um, I I haven't figured out a great, because what I've been trying to do is attach as many stories and real life examples to these as possible. And, and that's the challenge is usually only under extreme circumstances or types using their shadow functions. And so there's just not a large pool of concrete examples that relate. And so it's, um, it's, it's more theory. It's more theory. And it's not that it's not real. And it's not that it's not a thing. It's just the abundance of concrete examples is lacking simply because people aren't hopping into that it's like how many life or death experiences have you had one five right and now we're taking that pool and we're saying tell me about it um and and uh and so it's just a smaller pool and uh like i can think of a few it but but in terms of um explaining it in a way that's like really really meaningful I find that um, it's better to sort of look at it as, as you move down that stack, you have diminishing awareness of it. And that sometimes that awareness is vital for solving some of your problems. And so um, like, like for instance, um, and then, and then within that, uh, and, and I know for your audience, they don't know what, nemesis and critic and um uh trickster and and demon are um and, and uh so so i think i'll maybe only speak really shortly about um each of them so the nemesis function uh, uh for for the reasons i mentioned uh is um it's it's the antithesis of your hero right so it's the other side right so your shadow is uh so for the intp the shadow is the entj for the entj it's the intp for the everybody has a type that's their shadow uh and and essentially you can proactively move into the spaces that these types occupy on your own uh and they will be hard to do they will take a lot of effort um and you'll get enormous growth and so this is that this is the dragon cave for everybody for everybody this is the dragon cave 
This is the scary thing. And you're not always going to beat the dragon. <laughs> you may barely survive um, a lot of times. So you're not always going <laughs> to leave the, with a treasure. <laughs> like you might have, you know, a singed arm or like you're missing an eye, <laughs> you know, something brutal. Uh, and, and, but, you know, you, you'll, you'll learn how to approach that situation a little better, hopefully, um, next time. Uh, and so, so what does that look like? Um, TI, so, so you kind of have a little bit of access to that nemesis function. If you really push, like an ENFJ can figure out how they feel, you know, they really worked at it. So, so for instance, an ENFJ's nemesis function is introverted feeling. Uh, like, like you can kind of mess with, uh, with that function, um, realistically. Um, and, and remember as we go down, you have less and less access to the point of almost non-existence. Uh, and it's never nothing, but it's just your, your processing power is just like, it, it, it feels, it feels difficult, annoying, fruitless, all of these words, uh, and, and that can be very frustrating. So shadow development, guys, is always rough. Um, and, and that's why usually we look to find other people in our life that are representatives of those shadow functions. So we're like, oh, you, I don't know why, but you, you like you're filling all those spots, like, like uh, but it's in an intuitive way. Like you don't, you're not thinking, oh, well, he's got my nemesis function. He's got like, you don't, People just find those people in their lives and they're like, well, I'm not sure why, but it's just kind of nice having um, this person like close by. Um, and sometimes they marry those people. It's the opposites uh, attract kind of philosophy. Yeah. However, opposites attract, but like in a specific order. So, so for instance, um, your shadow will still have the same prioritization of thinking, feeling, sensing, and intuiting like in the same order. So, so, um, however, it's literally the opposite side of each of them. So, um, so if you're, if you're a thinking type, your shadow will be a thinking type. If you're an intuitive type, your shadow will be an intuitive type all the way down. Um, but it's just that other side. It's that other side of it. So an extroverted thinker, introverted thinker, if you're an extroverted feeler, it's an introverted feeler. So, so again, Brett, it's Nico, right? So it's the INFP. And I know Nico is on your podcast. Uh, and so it's like, um, and so in that way, it's not like a complete opposite. Uh, so, so, uh, so for instance, with, with the INTP ENTJ, it's a deprioritization of the emotional experience, right? Why would you worry about feeling when it, it's more important to be efficient or accurate? And then it's like, and then you're hanging out with each other. And it's like, duh, of course, finally, you get it. Like, I'm, I'm going to church and people are talking about feelings all the time. Like, but is it true? Like, um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and so like that, that's an example, right? So, so, um, you know, spirituality, theology, that tends to be a feely domain, because it's questions of morals and values, like, that's what it's looking at. And so that can be, you know, it, it's not that you can't be religious as a intuitive thinker, but it's just a harder space to swim in, um, if that makes sense. Um, and, and likewise, yeah, 
Um, and so, so we find ourselves in these different types, living in a world that's diverse and has lots of places where we aren't naturally going to fit. And sometimes we, but we all have, I like, we all need to know how we feel and we know, all need to know what we think. And so ultimately we're left with these problem sets that sometimes we really struggle with answering for ourselves because we don't have the tools. And so understanding the shadow again, for those reasons, is a realm of enormous growth. And then appreciation for people that can, can help us um, navigate those spaces. So, I mean, um, and then in terms of returning to, I guess, definitions, um, I find that the greatest utility is the trickster function. So this is the opposite of your child function. So that third down, um, it this one you'll think you have and you do not have it <laughs> you don't have it at all and everyone knows it but you and so your trickster function is is a rough um so so i was around this esdp the other day and they have fi trickster like i knew how she was feeling i knew she was really upset she wasn't talking about any of it i'm like you're it and, and then I asked her, how are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm, I'm okay. And it's like, no, <laughs> that is not correct. Um, and, and it was just like, but that's, that's what FI trickster looks like. It's a, it's a disconnection from your emotional experience. Uh, and then SC trickster for me is, it's hard for me to know, unless I've done it already through introverted sensing, the experience that I'm giving to people. Is my voice too loud? Am I dressing appropriately? Um, do I look good? Uh, am, I, am I like fully engaged in the environment? Uh, like, am I a good teammate in a sports game? Uh, these are all things that unless the INTP or the INTP, which are both SC Trickster, have engaged in, they're going to be really bad at. So team sports, the only way that INTP or INFP is going to be good at team sport, they're not going to be natural. They're not going to be a natural at it. They're just going to have to do it a million times and then it'll just be muscle memory. They're not going to be like, oh, this is, yeah, this is how you move. This is the thing that you do when they throw the ball. Oh, you lean back like this to catch it. Like, no, it's going to hit him in the face like 15 times. And then they're be like, oh, okay, do this. Um, and like, so SE trickster is rough um, if, if they're forced into team sports, um, not, not a good look, uh, but uh, yeah. And so every type has a trickster function that they just have no idea that they are bad at. Like it's literally the, it's, it's a blind spot in the most literal way. Um, and yeah, so every type has one. So obviously understanding these is, is probably, or at least having the self-awareness of them is pretty important in order to know where to cultivate, where your weaknesses are so that you can offset. How do you determine what those are? Um, so, so do you mean, you mean on an individual level? Yeah. I mean, is it, I mean, do, when you see like an ENTJ, are they pretty standard across the board when you go through all those? Is it, is it pretty much the same or is everybody very individual? And if they are, how do you figure out where they are individually? Oh, 
So, so imagine this is like, okay, no, no, I'll, I'll avoid analogies here. Uh, so ENTJ, let's see. Um, I met an ENTJ woman that was a homemaker that was naturally like in the home a lot. And, and so she had really high developed extroverted sensing and introverted feeling. And I was like, how did this happen? Like how, like, she was always asking what I think, but I could tell that these other things were really developed. And I was like, what, what happened? And then it turns out she was in a really traumatic relationship for a really long time where that's all she got to do was take care of that stuff. And so when I see a type and I'm like, they're, they're not doing the thing that they usually do. The answer is almost always some massive thing broke in, in their life. And then they had to. Um, and so when you see an ETJ that's doing only ENTJ stuff, you're like, Oh, everything has gone relatively well. Uh, and, and I don't necessarily think that I I'm more keyed into anomalies. So I'm not like, oh, you know, you must have had a great life. So like, I'm just like, oh, like, like, so, so I naturally key into, and I think that's TI. It's like, this is, this is breaking from the norm. And then it's like attentiveness. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, I know, I'm trying to remember. So how do you know if it's an uh, ENTJ? there it's really safe to recommend uh that they figure out what their values are that's all gonna be a hard thing to talk about the things that they love and hate like they know them but they just don't it's very personal um i've never found an ENTJ for whom they're like can we talk about how i'm feeling uh like yet like <laughs> they're like no uh it's that's too personal that's invasive I'm, I'm this private, like super structured. Um, and I don't want to do that. Right. Like they'd have to want to do it. Uh, so, so maybe I guess in that context, uh, it would have to align with their personal future vision. Um, that some, uh, Brene Brown, right. The, the ETJ, uh, researcher, uh, that it's all about vulnerability. And she's like, I didn't want to be this way. And here we are. Um, super famous, love lots of people, love her because she's this anomalous ENTJ that's in a position that wouldn't normally be there. So she's got all this depth in this dimension that the FI users usually don't have because they're always thinking about how they feel, right? And she's like, oh, I have to think about how I feel. Oh no, the data, the data is in. It says vulnerability matters. Ah, I love the data. Okay. Well, then I guess that means we got to talk about how we feel, right? It's this really pragmatic. Uh, and, and so, um, and, and how did, and, and if you listen to her, it was a traumatic, challenging thing that pushes her into this awareness of self and the importance of emotion. Uh, and so, um, and why, why do I, ENTJ, they're not going to struggle efficiently planning their trajectory. That's not the place that they're going to have. They're going to struggle with, uh, like, like, am I being a good person? 
Um, am I like, you know, questions of, of personal value. Uh, and then beyond that, am I going, how, how do I get a tune? And this is almost an impossible question, right? Cause they have F at the very bottom, which is how do I connect to what, whatever, what the thing that Brett's doing, it's unrealistic for the ENTJ to just, uh, so I don't know. So I guess in short, you, everyone's different, but when there are anomalies, it's because of some personal trial or challenge, almost always, almost without exception. So, so it's the, when the ENTJ doesn't look quite right, it's because something shook uh, the box. Uh, and, um, but ultimately, what do I recommend? Uh, growth is in the inferior. Um, sometimes it's in strengthening the parent function a little bit, right? If, if maybe the, the ENTJ is too obsessed with doing things all the time and not following a personal vision about where they're headed. So you can get a little bit of leverage in the parent function. But like if you want to really like get in the heavy stuff, um, it would probably be more of the the feeling feeling dimension, which would be really uncomfortable and 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 difficult. And then you're like, why would I do it? Anyway, so so I'm not gonna try to convince you of the importance of therapy or whatever this segues into, uh, but um like yeah, you just have to take, yeah. Yeah, so I actually don't know that I've answered your, your question um, completely, just sort of threw a lot of information at it. <laughs> no, I, I think you answered it mostly. So okay. it, it gives me at least some idea and some insight for sure. Okay. I think it's a really good question too. And, you know, I was thinking about this, like, I, obviously the these archetypes and and all this is, is super important and when you were on the exit podcast you guys brought up you know how this relates to politics and yeah you know, again not not to get political but you know if you look at at politics or, or really any ideology it's always on the basis of like these kinds of things you know so you know you talk about the different lenses and i think having even just a cursory understanding of this stuff can help people in their interpersonal uh, relationships uh, at work and just understanding where people are coming from. So where would you recommend, and I know we've been going for a while, so just you know, to wrap it up, what, what can people who have no experience with this stuff do, where should they start? Well, um, you know, there, there's, there's a, well, I think just, just being open to the possibility that other people see the world in a way that's like on purpose and correct in that it is fundamentally different than yours. And like, like, like sort of that, that thread in the tapestry analogy, you don't want to see a mosaic or a finished product that's all brown. So, so 
all of these things and and as a thread in a tapestry like you don't necessarily see how you fit in um and it's just this just sort of giving i guess the listener an idea that if we zoom out a little bit you can see how things come together uh and so i guess my recommendation isn't that everyone becomes an expert but just the idea that we can be a little more patient with everyone um we can be a little more patient with ourselves which is really difficult for me uh from what we were talking about earlier but ultimately that's a good thing right understanding that the way that we're created the way that we're wired is like like monkeys aren't meant to swim in the sea and catch fish like you you could do that but like if that's all you did you'd be really frustrated and you'd be wet um and then and then just take that concept and you know it can i think it allows for understanding and appreciation for the different spots that people occupy and that that's needed uh right like like we need to ask questions of value uh, um we need to figure out what works we need to figure out what's true uh we need to figure out where we're headed where we could go uh we need to respect the past we need to rely and remember that things are done that way because they worked um, and that doesn't mean they can't be improved but you know make improvements on things that are working and and you know that's just me walking through all the functions that we described so so really yeah just just i don't know be be more you know patient and aware of uh, of the unique gifts and superpowers that people can bring and offer that's beautiful thank you so much scott this has been an absolute pleasure tom do you got anything else for scott just uh just a great thanks for coming on with us and, and spending some time yeah, yeah it was a it was a pleasure it was great this is Thanks, fascinating stuff absolutely and we'll we'll definitely have you back on are are you i mean obviously if people want to get in touch with you come check out exit scott is is a a mainstay there and, and just a pillar among us um are you on any other social media platforms um <laughs> so so i've been really reticent to get on twitter in spite of the fact that everyone says i need a short answer is no um i do have an email um <laughs> like everybody else but i how we just send you a you know, smoke signal or a telegram for crying oh out God. loud <laughs> yeah i'm sorry guys i'm not i'm not the You're best an with, uh, with marketing <laughs> um but, but that said you know if anyone had further curiosity you know i you know I, I love connecting with new people and it's it's always a great experience and um you know i offer consulting services so if if anyone had an interest in um uh and i'll do uh like a free trial essentially so if anyone from your viewership pings you i'd, I'd be happy to um meet and uh sort of walk through the the process of what i do on on a more personal level awesome man yeah well we will definitely uh, get people in touch with you and and you know, when, when you come on Twitter, you're going to make some serious waves because you, you're going to, you're going to do great there. And uh, again, thank you so much, brother. And, and thank you for sharing uh, your knowledge and your superpower with us. And 
for everyone listening, uh, be patient with people and especially be patient with yourselves. And until next time, this has been Scott and Tom and Brett out.